Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. Let's talk about something you might not like, and that is habitual sins that we women are so prone to committing. And this is a judgment-free zone because I too and still am a committer of these habitual sins. So understand that none of this is to judge you, but rather to help you. And before we get into it, I want to quote the following Bible verse so that you can understand how dangerous habitual sin is. For if we go on willingly, deliberately, and sinning after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice to atone for our sins, that is, no further offering to anticipate, but a kind of awful and terrifying expectation of divine judgment and the fury of fire of burning wrath which will consume the adversaries those who put themselves in opposition of god hebrews 10 26 through 27 i think a common misconception is that we can openly sin in god's face and then plead the blood of jesus also that we can openly sin in god's face again but you have to understand that although none of us is perfect and yes we do sin that we have to really try not to sin and that when we openly sin over and over again, knowing that we shouldn't be, then we open ourselves up to the judgment of God and we cannot just rely on grace. Not when God is shouting to us not to do it, which is why I started out with this verse. Now that we have gotten that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into it, shall we? Habitual sin number one, sex. I'm a single mom, so yes, I have had sex before, but now I'm celibate for the simple fact of what I just told you that I knew that it was wrong and I could no longer deny that I was not supposed to be doing something. The Bible clearly says, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside of the body, but a sexually immoral person sins against his own body. 1 Corinthians 6.18. So yes, sex outside of marriage is wrong, no matter how you want to feel about it. And it is one that is done within your own body, the same body in which the Holy Spirit dwells. And make no mistake about it, having sex is not just about feeling good. It can create soul ties, which I have a separate blog post on. And also, I recommend you watch my video below on why being celibate is not just about having sex so you can understand biblically exactly how sex outside of marriage can affect you. Also, do not forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel by clicking the link down below. Number two, lying. Another one of the Ten Commandments that many people seem to ignore are lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. Proverbs 12.22 Lying manipulation and intentionally bending the truth, especially to hurt other people, is wrong. Oftentimes, we lie on other people or we even lie to cover up our own behavior, but all of it is wrong. I remember when I really set myself out to not lying, I noticed something amazing that happened. I start to change my behavior so that I did not do things that I would have to lie about. Trust me, when you really commit yourself to not lying then you will notice that your behavior will change altogether and you will begin to behave in a more honest and admirable way, knowing that you cannot lie about it later. Choosing not to lie helps you. Number three, adultery. I wish that this was not true, but to date, for the past few years, my post about cheating with married men, and you can click the link down in the blog post, has been one of my most popular posts. Mainly about women trying to justify that they can cheat with the married men and that God does not mind. Yeah, no. The Bible says he who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. Proverbs 6.32 Please stop trying to disregard the Bible so that you can openly sleep with someone else's husband. It is wrong, and if you are a Christian, then you should know that it's wrong. 
No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Just because you have an urge to sleep with someone, especially someone's husband, does not mean that you have to act on it. We all have choices and we can all resist temptation. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. 1 Corinthians 10.13 God always gives us the ability to walk away from temptation and to exercise self-control. Number four, lust. I want you to watch my video on where I suffer from lust just because I think that it's important for you to know that lust is not just about having sex. It is thinking about sex and it is looking at a fine man and, and thinking about when you can or if you can have sex with him. On top of watching the video, I suggest that you read my blog of when I suffer from lust and how I healed myself, which you can click the link down below to read. The spirit of lust for me was a real thing that I could feel and it was something that I adopted as normal until I was healed from it and I am no longer the same person I used to be in regards to how I deal with men. Number five, a lack of self-control. When it comes down to all of these sins, it comes down to this, a lack of self-control. Often women submit to sin because they feel as if they don't have a choice when really they do. One of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. So take the following Bible verse. Like a city that has broken down and without walls, leaving it unprotected, is a man who has no self-control over his spirit and sets himself up for trouble. Proverbs 25, 28. It is important to know that when you suffer from a lack of self-control, then you will do any and everything, even if it's bad for you, and you will set yourself up for failure. Number six, anger. It is not a sin to get angry. You are a human being after all. Even Jesus got angry once when they found that people were selling items in the church and he started to flip over tables. But what is a sin is uncontrolled anger. Anger that leaves you to hit people, lie on them, or to do something that you'll later regret. Also, anger that lingers is a big one. For the Bible says, in your anger, do not sin, and do not let the sun go down while you're angry. Ephesians 4.26 When you are angry, you are more prone to sin. That is why it is important to recognize your anger and do not let it linger for days on end, because when you do, for the anger gives a foothold to the devil. Ephesians 4.27 When you harbor anger and allow the devil to come and manipulate your mind and possibly do something you may regret. Number seven, justifying sin. So I know what you may be saying at this point, that it is hard not to do these sins, especially the sex part. But then at this point, you will be justifying sin. If you choose to sin, then admit it to yourself. You are choosing to sin, but it is still a sin. Do not try to justify it and say that you can't help it, that God will understand that it is okay, that God did not really mean what he says in the Bible. And because at this point, you will be justifying sin also that you can do whatever it is that you want. And if that's the case, then you are choosing to disregard God's word simply so that you can do what you want. Number eight, fear of man. This is a big one. Let me tell you a story. I remember I worked for an organization that did a lot of wrongs. They lied, cheated, and when I wanted to not do the same things, other people said the organization would bully me and try to get me fired. My response was that I did not fear man and I did not fear what they would do to me. I did do the right thing and then God delivered me from that place. For the Bible says, in no way be alarmed by your opponents, which is a sign of destruction for them, but salvation for you and that too from God. Philippians 1.28 when you choose to fear man, you're saying that their power and their ability of what they can do to you is above God. You do not need to bend to mankind or do something wrong because you fear people. You trust that you do the right thing and that God has your back. I also have a video on that, which you can watch below. Number nine, greed. One thing that I do want to clarify is that God does not want us all walking around being poor and struggling. There are rich people in the Bible and you can click my blog post down below to read more 
on who they are. But the difference is that you do not need to make money your God. If God chooses to bless you with money, great. And if he doesn't, then that should be great too. Remember that story above about the company I work for? The reason why they were acting unethically is because of the money aspect. When you suffer from greed, you are willing to lie, cheat, and steal to get it. And all of that is wrong. For the Bible says no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. Matthew 6.24 You serve God. Work honestly and with integrity. And more often than not, when you do, God will bless you with money. Not because you want to lie, cheat, and steal to get it, but because you are behaving in a way that is godly. And when you give to God, to the world, from a good place, then God gives you blessings for that. For the Bible says, given it will be given back onto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured onto you. Luke 6.38 Also check out my video below on how God wants you to prosper. Habitual sin number 10 is envy. This is a big one for women. Women are jealous of other women, her beauty, her success, her man, her marriage. It is crazy to me why women seem to suffer from so much jealousy. When you choose to be jealous, you are choosing to not be happy with the portion that God has given you, or you're saying that God cannot give to you or give better than what someone else has, and so you covet, aka want what someone else has. Surely resentment destroys the fool and jealousy kills the simple. Job 5.2 Being jealous will lead you down the path to hurt other people because you are jealous, feel sorry for yourself because you don't have what other people have, or just behave in a way that's spiteful. Remember that God wants to bless you with your own unique blessings that are specific to you. So no need to sit around and envy other people for what they have. These are the 10 habitual sins that women are prone to doing. Now that you know them, I pray that you can try your hardest to stay clear of them. If you know someone who may need to read this post, then share it with them. And also check out my spiritual fasting ebook for only 99 cents. Spiritual fasting is the best way, in my experience and as seen in the Bible, to help rid you from sin and temptation. Just scroll all the way down to the bottom of the blog post and click the link to buy.